God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. This is your show, Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live for the first time uh, a little differently today. We are live on Facebook for the first time as on video. Uh, God bless everyone who's going to tune in. God bless everyone who's watching the video as well. Uh, before we start our our broadcast today on the radio, we have an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Thought the Podcast. Christian Thought the Podcast is now listener supported. Yes, we are now listener supported. Our podcast and our podcast. To those of you already supporting the show as a loyal listener, as a loyal uh, watcher as a loyal listener and now as a watcher on Facebook Live, we thank you. But now, if you're not already a supporter um, and this is your first time, or if this show has blessed your life, or you'd like to make this show help bless others' lives and make this show help make this show possible, just tap the link in the description below, or you can visit anchor dot www.anchor.fm slash jct to become a monthly subscriber that is correct like i just said ladies and gentlemen we are now listener supported so if you want to support our podcast version of this program you can go to www.anchor.fm slash jct and now uh to become to become a monthly subscriber. I apologize ladies and gentlemen in advance. If I keep looking back and forth towards the camera. And um, towards you know other places. But since I'm live on radio as well. Uh, um, I'll be looking back and forth um, everywhere. Alright so yes, yes ladies and gentlemen. We are now listener supported on our podcast. Go to www.anchor.fm slash jct to find out more and to become a supporter alrighty ladies and gentlemen we are live ladies and gentlemen this is christian thoughts interesting and inspiring topics on being a christian but still being human we are live we'll be talking about a very hard-hitting hard-hitting topic for today um It'll be a topic on, it'll be a topic on jealousy and envy. That is correct. Today's topic is God's jealousy is not the same as ours. Or you can also put it as God's jealousy is not like our sinful jealousy. And we'll be basing on a topic on two parts of the Bible. Well, really three parts of the Bible today. First, first we'll be hitting Exodus 34, Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Um, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on video on Facebook Live. And of course, as always, we are live on WLLY and WLNR. Uh, so today we'll be talking from Exodus chapter 34 verse 14 
And then we'll jump to Proverbs 24, verse 1 through 19. That is correct. We're going to start reading Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. And then we'll do our commencing prayer as always. So let's say, let's see, Exodus chapter 34, verse 14 says, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, which is why you'll see me on camera looking at the screen. I'll be reading from the Bible. You, it says, you must know, sorry, you must worship no other gods. For the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. You must worship no other gods, for the Lord whose very name is Jealous is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. By the way, this is on the New Living Translation, by the way. For those of you wondering what version this is, this is the New Living Translation that I love to read from. And it says, again, you must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is the God who is jealous about his relationship with you. Dear Jesus, dear God, we give you thanks for another gorgeous, wonderful day that you have made. And as your word says, and as I always like to say, we will rejoice and be glad in it, God. We ask that everyone who listens, that everyone who watches, that everyone who pays attention today, may they be blessed, God, by the word, may they be blessed by the message, may they learn something new about your word today, God, that they may learn something new, that they may learn something from your word, and that they may be blessed and touched by your hand. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Alrighty. Now, we'll be jumping to Proverbs 24, verse 1 through 19. Proverbs 24, verse 1 through 19. And then it says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it says, don't envy people or desire their company. Don't, I'm sorry, don't envy evil people. Don't envy evil people or desire their company. For their hearts plot violence and their words always stir up trouble. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. The wise are mightier than the strong and those who with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. Wisdom is too lofty for fools among leaders at the city gate. They have nothing to say. A person who plans evil will get a reputation as a troublemaker. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone detests a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to death. Save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. My child... Eat honey for it is good, 
and the honeycomb is sweet to the taste. In the same way, wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, you will have a bright future, and your hopes will not be cut short. Don't wait in ambush at the home of the godly, and don't raid the house with a godly lift. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster in us is enough to throw the wicked. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked. May God continue to bless his word. Ladies and gentlemen, so the word says that God is a jealous God. But it also says that we should not be jealous or envious towards those who are in the world. But I say to you today, we shouldn't be envious or jealous to anyone. We shouldn't be envious or jealous to anyone. Even those who are not in the world. Even those who are not. Even those who are Christian like us. Even those who follow God like us. We should not be envious or jealous of them. Because ladies and gentlemen, God knows our hearts, as the word just says. God knows who we are. God sees us differently, each and every one of us. He sees us differently. So God, ladies and gentlemen, God doesn't like it, doesn't like when we are envious. He, as a matter of fact, gets away or steps away from you when you are envious of others. He does not answer your prayers when you are envious of others, when you are jealous of others, when you despise or dislike your brother or sister in Christ, or when you despise or dislike your neighbor. It doesn't have to be a, a, a brother or sister in Christ, but it, it, is also, it also can be your neighbor who, he, who, who you dislike, ladies and gentlemen, the neighbor you dislike can be the one that God steps you, or, or the reason why God steps away from you. So the word says that God is a jealous God. But God, but I say to you, as I said, we shouldn't be envious to anyone. We shouldn't be jealous towards anyone. Why? Because we are all different in the eyes of God. Now you have heard me say, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard me say that God doesn't make exception of people. You have heard me say that God doesn't make an exception of people. He doesn't pick one over another or anything like that. But that's different to what I'm saying today. I'm saying we are different. Not that he makes a difference between people, but that we are already different. And that he knows that. Envy, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the fruits of the sinful nature or, if you will, of the works of our flesh. God bless you, Brother James. Good to hear from you. God bless you. How are you today? I am doing well. I am doing well. Um, a little nervous because... <laughs> Live for the first time on video today. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, we wish nothing but the best. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, you know today 
we'll be talking we'll be talking about a hard-hitting topic on jealousy and envy and i titled this topic god's jealousy is not our jealousy Now, when I say that, Brother James, I mean in the sense of that the Word of God, that the Bible says that God is a jealous God. But in another verse, it says we shouldn't be jealous of others. So that's right. why I'm saying that our jealousy is different to what God's jealousy is. And I'm saying that, yes, God is a jealous God, but that doesn't mean that we should be jealous of other people. That's not giving us permission to be jealous of other people. Right. And I'm saying right now, God doesn't make an exception of people, but he does see us as different, in it, which is why we shouldn't be jealous or envious of anyone. Now, envy, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, is one of the fruits of our sinful nature or of our flesh, if you will. One of the works of our flesh. Let us go to Galatians 5.19 and you'll see what I'm talking about. Galatians 5.19 says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature or of your flesh, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, Jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. What? What is this? What is this saying? What is Paul saying to the Galatians in this, in this verse? Plain and simply, if you do any of these things, as we say in Spanish, no te vistas que no vas. <laughs> or as we say, don't even get prepared because you ain't going to heaven. If you continuously, if you continuously say that you're a Christian, but you do any of these things, you, you, you do any of these uh, um sinful natures or that you commit any of these sinful natures or these sinful acts as I said then then and you can't you can't think that you're gonna go to heaven doing these acts. As we see here ladies and gentlemen the word said that there are many works of our flesh or of our sinful nature including and they included Envy and jealousy. But we just read that God is a jealous God. So why, can, why can't we have jealousy and God can? Well, that's today's topic, what, what today's topic is all about. God's jealousy is not the same as ours. We can't have jealousy. We can't be jealous on how everyone's lives work, for example. For example, if we have a neighbor, Brother James... That has a nice house, and we think or we see that their house is much more nicer than ours. We can't be jealous of them. Why do you think? 
Why do you think that is, Brother James? Why do I think that? Um, I think it's it's a it's a natural, but at the same time, physical human reaction that when we see something nice, we we instantly start asking, "Well, where where's my nice house? Yeah." There's, Where's my nice car? Where's my bright green grass that glistens in the sun? Amen. And what we won't what what we won't admit is that we see it and although we may want it, without us thinking about it, we instantly get jealous. That's right. Amen. And so so you you're absolutely right that our jealousy is different from God's jealousy because here's what we here's what we what we don't look at the big picture about God is that God wants to be first as he should be. Amen. And what we what we've tend to do over time is that we started with just God and then we've pretty much strayed away from the trail of God and started following the path of man. And now we have all these man-made idols and sculptures up mm-hmm. and we now lose focus off of God and put more on those idols that man has put up. Amen. That's right. And so that's God's kind of jealousy. Now, our kind of jealousy is more people-related. Mm. And as, as I said before, it's because of our human reaction, because what we see is what we is is what we want for us. But here's what you have to admit yourself first. You have to admit that although I see it, there is something better for me. Amen. That's correct. Yeah. A very good a very good way to put it, brother James. And you are absolutely right. And how do I say this? Like Just like Brother James just said, ladies and gentlemen, we have to understand, we have to admit, and we have to understand, not only admit it, but understand that when God talks about jealousy, He's talking about the fact that He wants Him, He wants Himself to be first. He needs to be first because He's God, plain and simply. Right. <laughs> Point blank. He's Point God. blank, because He's God, exactly. God doesn't want, and we just read it, God does not want other gods before Him. God doesn't want other gods more important than He is. Now, what what classifies as other gods? That's, that's, that's anything we put ahead of Him is our God. Well, Jadip, you're, you're, that's, that's wrong, you're probably thinking, because I don't worship this, that, or the other. I, put, I don't go to church every day, but that doesn't mean I worship uh, uh, or, or I praise any other thing besides God. Um, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put, because you're putting that before church, before God, before God's time. In other words, before God's um, devotion, 
before devoting yourself to God uh, and putting God first, we have a tendency to put other stuff first, whether it be our wives, our children, our, excuse me, our jobs. That happens a lot. It does. Our jobs, especially when they're good paying jobs. And we, especially when we know that um, it's a job that, you know, it's not so easy to get. And so we automatically say, oh, I can't lose this job. So that means I have to put this job first or I have to put this job before my before church, before I praise God. I have to worry about this job. Well, then your job, ladies and gentlemen, simply put, is your God. It, 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 it sounds confusing, but it really isn't. <laughs> Brother James, help me out with this. When I say you're putting your job as your God, I mean it in a way as in it's, it's, it sounds confusing, but it's not. How, how, what do you think I'm trying to say with that? Okay. Um, I, I think what you're... Let's see. Okay, I, I think what you're trying to say is that we, we get that, that good paying job or that high paying position. Yeah. And we will automatically push all our time towards that job or that, that new position. Yes. And so I think here's the part that makes it sound complicated is because we don't think of a job as being our God. We think of the job as just a job, yeah. but if that's all you do all the time, and you don't do anything else, then that is that is that becomes your God because that's what's drawing your attention constantly. Amen. Exactly. And so, what but what you have to understand is that there's very few of us, and this may this may be hard to believe, brother Jesse, but there's a small percentage of us that when we get that high position or that really good paying job and at first you know we all go through that you know probationary period where you know we have to we have to show up every single day or they might let us go that's right and so we we understand the probationary period for being a new employee amen what you also have to use in your in your skill set is that yes, you may be the new employee for the first ninety days, but after that, build up your time with that company because then what you what you start to do is instead of you working for the company, you let the company work for you. That's right. Amen. So there's a small percentage that know how to flip that picture around. And then they say, okay, you know, you just told me I get all these benefits included with this position, so I don't have to show up every day because I've now been here for five, you know, six plus years. So I've now concreted myself in the career ladder of this one company. So now that if I do take time, I can still have my job, but focus on something else. That's right. Amen. And you're right. 
there is a small percentage of us that actually um, put that in in perspective. There's yeah. there's there's a small percentage, and and not only that, and and you thank you by the way you explained it very well. <laughs> You're welcome. The fact that whatever we put, whatever we put our focus on, the most. That's our God. For a, a lot of us, and it's it's kind of harsh to say, but for many people today, in this day and age, the smartphone has become a God. Oh, yeah. Smartphones, smart TV. Oh, yes. The television. Computers. The smartphone, the laptop. That has become yeah. their God because that's what they focus yeah. on the most. Yep. So just like Brother James just said, whatever we have focused on the most is our God. We just read it, ladies and gentlemen. The desires of our sinful nature is everything that isn't godly. Everything that isn't, you know, based on His Word. Everything that isn't godly is a desire of our sinful nature. A lot of these desires can become our gods as well. Yep. A lot of these desires, and I know I'm a little mm, sort of on topic, sort of not, but <laughs> but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go through some right now. And for example, ladies and gentlemen, idolatry. That's that's number one. When we put any, when we put something, when we put our focus on one thing every single day, that becomes our idol. That becomes our god. That becomes exactly what the Bible says not to do, or what the Bible says is a a sinful nature desire. Because our flesh, ladies and gentlemen. No matter how we want to look at it, our flesh will never, ever in our lives want to worship God. Never. Never. As much, no. As much, the more harder you push your spirit to worship God, the less your flesh wants to. Yep. You ever, you ever realize that? I'm talking to the I'm talking to our, to the prayer warriors and to the to the fasting warriors. I'm talking to our warriors right now. You ever notice how when you want to do something, your flesh becomes lazy and becomes like, no, I don't want to, and you sort of have to force yourself. You sort of have to like force your flesh to do it. Otherwise, you know you wouldn't. Or sometimes bribe yourself. Yeah, exactly. Or sometimes bribe yourself. Like, let me just let me just do a little fasting today, and then tomorrow I'll go to a buffet somewhere. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I personally will raise my hand on that one. Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> There's plenty mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, I just want to sleep ten more minutes, but it's like, but I get paid if I go in, so I'm like, oh, let me get up. Yeah. <laughs> and that. That's our problem. That's our problem, Brother James, is that we don't realize the benefit, the spiritual benefit. We don't remember what will happen if I actually force my flesh to do this. 
right. just like you just or, said just like you just said you force your you force yourself to get out of bed for your job because at the end of the day or at the end of the week you know that paycheck is coming so of course you force yourself but why don't we do that spiritual wise or spiritual you're right why don't we do that spiritual wise why don't we say if i fast if i pray enough I will receive the Holy Spirit and I will be able to do things that seem impossible. That's a one benefit. Or if I do this, if I do this for God, He will bless me with the desires of my heart, with what I want from Him, because I'm doing something for Him. That's right. That's another problem. That's where we slip. That's right. <laughs> Instead of us going to the pastor or the co-pastor or or bishop or any any man or woman of God in charge of the church, we we slip away from them as quickly as we can and go talk to brother so and so or sister so and so, and all they tell us is what they want to tell us. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. We just read what happens when we do our sinful nature. But here is what happens. Here is the fruit of the Spirit. Here's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in us. We do, we, we feel and get these things. We have love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says there is no law against these things. You see, these are some of the benefits that we get when we force our flesh to do that of what God wants. To do that of what the Bible says to do. We have love, we have joy, we have peace, we have patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sometimes we, th th sometimes that self-control is kind of hard, huh? <laughs> that self-control gaining part is probably the hardest. Because sometimes we, instead of, instead of controlling ourselves to do something, our flesh controls us. No, I didn't, I didn't hear me that one. Y'all didn't hear me with that one. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes that self-control fruit of the Spirit is the toughest to gain, is the toughest to have. That fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, is the toughest because sometimes, or a lot of times, some, our, a lot of times we are not controlling our flesh. Our flesh is controlling us. Now, Jared, what do you mean by that? Laziness. Laziness. That is a part of the, of the desires of the sinful nature of our flesh. Our flesh, no matter what, always wants to be lazy. We, as, a, as, as natural as you can go, 
our nature is to just lie around, sit on our butts, excuse the, 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 the word, sit in, uh, on, on our bottoms and just do nothing. That is our nature. And when it comes to parties, when it comes to impurity, when it comes to lustful pleasures, when it comes to, you know, selfish ambition, like we just read, that is what our nature wants to do. But anything else? Stuff about God? No. Our nature doesn't want to do that. We want to be lazy. And because we want to be lazy, when because our flesh wants to be lazy, we just listen to our flesh. And that's why I say our flesh controls us. But back to the topic, ladies and gentlemen. We have peace, love, and joy, patience, and kindness, and goodness. When we are the exact opposite of jealous and envious. Because it says it in the Word. It says it in the Bible. When God says He doesn't want any other God besides Him, He means it. When the Bible says that God is jealous of us, that He is a jealous God, it means that He is a jealous God because He is God. He is jealous God. He doesn't want no man, no woman, no child, no item on this earth to be ahead of Him. Nothing. Nothing can be ahead of God. So our envy, our jealousy needs to go away. Because, because ladies and gentlemen, that goes back that goes back to trying to gain the fruits of the Spirit. It goes back to trying to gain that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. It goes back. When we have an issue with our neighbor, huh, don't try to get no blessing from God. When we have an issue with our neighbor, when we have a problem with our neighbor, when we have hatred towards our neighbor, when we have envy towards our neighbor, look at that great car that that guy has. I wish I had that car. Oh, I want that car. That's envy. Look at that nice house that so-and-so has. Oh, God, why don't you give me that house? That's envy. We are envious and we are jealous of things that sometimes don't even pertain to us. Sometimes God is trying to give us something so much better. Especially, especially when it comes to the people in the world. When it comes to non-Christians and we see how quote-unquote blessed they are and we see their nice car, their nice house, their nice clothes, what have you, and we say, hold up now, 
I'm the Christian. If I'm a Christian, why is he more blessed than I am and he's not even Christian? Or why does he have a nice house and I have a beat broken down house? Or why does he have a great car, a 2018, and I have a 1991? Hello. Somebody listening today? Why? Why do we envy those of the world? We just read it, ladies and gentlemen. We just read it. Don't envy evil people or desire their company. And then verse 19 of that same chapter says, Don't fret because of evildoers and don't envy the wicked. Don't rejoice, verse 17 says, when your enemies fall, and don't be happy when they stumble, for the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. And what does that mean when, it turns his, when he turns his anger away from them? He points it out to you. Uh-oh. Brother James, you still with us? Okay. That's a problem. When the Bible says that he's going to take away his anger from the evil and point it to us because we are pleased of our enemies falling, because we get happy when something bad happens to them, when something bad happens to their nice car, nice house, nice whatever, that's envy and that's jealousy at its best. When we get happy because of our enemies or our neighbor's nice car breaks, breaks down and we laugh at them, that's envy and that's jealousy at its best. And that's where God's anger gets away from them and points it to you. And trust me, my friends, you do not want God's anger on you. You do not want God's anger on you. Mm-mm. For the wrath of God, there is none like it. The, the revenge of God, there is nothing like it. I promise you. It says... Don't fret because of evildoers and don't envy the wicked. Don't envy those who have a nice car or a nice house or nice clothes, but they don't know God. Don't envy those. God has something much more for you, my friend. Ay, santo. God has something much more bigger, much more greater, much more better. And we don't realize that because our envy and jealousy blinds us sometimes. Our envy and our jealousy blinds us sometimes. We don't realize. We don't realize how badly our envy and jealousy blinds us sometimes. We don't. We forget. We forget, ladies and gentlemen, that God is our God. And that we 
have so much more of a greater prize, of a greater reward than anything in this world. So let them have their just desserts. Let them have their so-called blessing. But don't be envious about it. Don't be envious about it. God, ladies and gentlemen, knows what He is doing and why He does it. Don't be envious because sometimes those so-called blessings, those so-called blessings are those so-called blessings, ladies and gentlemen, are just blessings from the devil. Blessings from demons. Trying to trick them. Trying to trick them. Trying to trick the wicked. Trying to trick the worldly. By saying, ha, I can bless just as well as God. See what I give you here. And with those blessings, or so-called blessings, quote-unquote, that they receive in the world, they don't want to come to God. And that's what keeps them in the world. Those so-called blessings that they receive from the devil, from his demons, from wherever else in the world, keeps them away from God sometimes. Keeps them away. And because of that, that is where the devil is at, is, 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 Tricking the world. He shows that he has power himself. He says, you don't need God. You don't need God. I can bless just as well as God. Hmm. Some men even have, some men even have the audacity to say that they are gods. That they are Gods of the women. Some women think that they're gods over men. But there's only one God. One true God. And he don't share glory with no one. He don't share his glory with no one. Jadip, you're probably saying, you're probably thinking, Jadip, if God can be jealous, if God can be jealous because we are following other gods, why can't I be jealous of that person who has something better than me? Because exactly, you know who God is. You know that God is God. And because you know that God is God, you know that He has something way better waiting for you. So why be jealous? Jealousy is a desire or a act of our sinful nature. We just read it. Jealousy is nothing more but an act of our sinful nature. An act of our flesh. The fruit of the flesh, another version says. The fruit of the flesh 
is impurity, is idolatry, is jealousy, is envy, drunkenness, wild parties, uh, uh, sexual, um, sexual ambition. Nothing but just evil, basically. Sexual immorality, excuse me, impurity, lustful pleasures, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, and other sins like these. And he then he goes on to say, Paul goes on to say, let me tell you again, as I have before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. There is your answer, my friends. There is your answer. Your answer is right in the word, right in that verse. In that verse of verse 21, I believe that is. It says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. I can't stress it enough. I can't emphasize it enough. You want to go to heaven. You want to inherit the kingdom of God. You want to have those ma that mansion that's waiting for you in heaven. All those blessings, that joy, that peace, that eternal life. What you must seek is the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of the flesh. What you must seek is the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of the flesh. If you seek the fruits of the flesh, if you enjoy the fruits of the flesh, that's just you wanting to be you. And don't say later on, oh, I didn't know. Or don't say, and this is our problem, ladies and gentlemen, this is our mistake. That when we do what our flesh wants to do, and then God um, chastises us, or God uh, uh, um, tells us something, we blame it on the devil. We say, oh, the devil tempted me to do this. Nah, you tempted you to do this. You wanted to do this. You were controlled by your flesh. You listened to your flesh. Your conscience told you not to. The Holy Spirit told you not to. But you listened to your flesh and not to the Holy Spirit, not to your conscience. Verse 12 of Proverbs 24. Don't excuse yourself by saying, Look, we didn't know, for God understands all hearts and He sees you. He who guards your soul knows that you knew. That means that God knows everything that's in your heart and in your mind. So you don't say, 
I didn't know. That's not going to be an excuse, especially those who are listening and don't want to accept this uh, word. You who is listening and you don't want to accept this word, don't go on and say, oh, I didn't know. No, sir. You did know. And then another problem, another mistake, as I said before, is blaming the devil. Oh, the devil made me do this. The devil made me do this, that, or the other. The devil made me have these lustful thoughts. Nah, that was you. The devil made me uh, drink all this alcohol. Nah, that was you. The devil made me trip. No, I was you. Yes, it's true that sometimes it, it's the devil that whispers in our ear and we follow what the devil tells us in our ear, but that's not always the case. Sometimes it's us. It's not always, and it's not... Don't get me twisted, I'm not defending the devil here. I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Don't get it twisted now. What I'm saying here is that it's not always his fault. It is our fault. We can't look back and say we didn't know. Hmm. And we did. We can't look back and say it's the devil's fault when we knew it was our decision and the end. It's your decision, my friend. To accept Jesus in your life or not. It's your decision my friend. To accept Jesus in your life or not. And if you don't. Well then. When it happens. When you lose your soul. Don't say you didn't know. When you lose your soul. Don't blame it on the devil. You decided not to accept Jesus in your life. And the, and the Bible says, plain and clearly, that those who don't accept Him have their place in hell. Because you denied Him. Because you denied Him. Those who accept Jesus have their place in heaven. Those who don't. Have their place in hell. Those who accept Jesus and, and, and then act on these sinful nature desires also have their place in hell. Because you should know the word. That is why we're supposed to read the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. That is why we're supposed to read the Word of God every day. Or as much as we can. For we can learn something we didn't know before. We are learning today that the fruit of, the, of, of, our, of our sinful flesh, of our sinful nature, wants all these things. Nothing but just evil doings, evil actions. I've already said them quite a few times. I'm not going to repeat them anymore. But at the end of the day, 
you who are listening has heard this. And it's your decision whether or not you want to accept Jesus in your life. It's you who decides you want to accept this word or not. It's you who decides who want to accept what I'm saying is true or not. And I'm reading and I'm preaching and I'm talking to you of what the Bible is saying, of what the Bible says. I am talking to you from what the Bible is saying. I'm not talking to you off of the top of my head or off of emotion. The Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, don't envy evil people. The Bible says not to be jealous of the wicked. Not to be jealous of anyone. Not to be jealous of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Not to despise them. We're supposed to have love, patience, joy, gentleness, and self-control, and goodness, and kindness. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. That is what we should have. Because there is no law against these things. So my friend, God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God, but He knows who you are and whether or not, whether or not you tell the truth or whether or not you want to accept what is truth and what is lie. What is truth and what is not. So my friend, I, I encourage you today to accept Jesus in your heart. I encourage you today to accept Jesus in your life. Because this might be your last opportunity. And if you don't today, it might be your last. It might not, but it might be. You never know. Nobody knows when their last opportunity will be. So I encourage you today to accept Jesus in your heart. Brother James. Would you like to do the the honor of praying for those who don't know Jesus? Uh, absolutely. Uh, for those that don't know Jesus, just want to say this uh, simple prayer along with me. Lord Jesus, I accept you for my life. I repent of my sins and I ask for forgiveness. Lead me, Lord. Help me to change and be a better person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Simple as that. And if you said it with all your hearts, ladies and gentlemen, we believe that you have been born again, that you are now a born-again Christian. We believe you have entered into the family of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the family, I say. Get into a good Bible-based Christian church and make God, and only God, your number one priority, the number one thing, the number one focus in your life. Because just like we just read, He needs and wants to be Number one. Thank you, Brother James, for your insights today. Uh, I know you got a little busy there, but that's all right. May God bless you, sir. And 
May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week for all those who are listening. This has been Christian Thoughts. For those of you who are still listening, remember, if you want to be a subscriber, remember, if you want to be a subscriber, my friend, if you want to, if this has blessed your life and you want to help it bless others, I encourage you to go to the description, to click on the link below or go to www.anchor.fm slash jct anchor.fm slash jct again may god bless your day your night and the rest of your week please subscribe please be a loyal monthly supporter for this broadcast can continue to bless others god bless